serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. Get yourself a taco. Happy Tuesday. Gatos, Chad, there's Becky Lynn. She's got a news flash in about seven minutes. Seven Let's minutes. talk about the mess. The Maricopa mess. The county attorney's office. All right. So yesterday, uh, a lot of the part of the show we talked about, well, 180 cases slipped through the cracks. Yeah. 180 people did something wrong. Our police officers, our deputies, they all went out there and they did their job. And guess what? You know, there were 180 uh, people that were charged. And what do you do? You send it over to Alistair Adele, who is the Maricopa County attorney. And I don't know if they forgot about the cases, but they fell through the cracks. So these abusers, these, you know, people, you know, was it a a drinking and driving? Was it an assault? Uh, The victims of those 180 people get no justice. No justice. All right. They got a letter, though, that says, hey, you know what? My bad. Your case, (laughs) we... We, we 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 jacked the pooch on that, we but we are so sorry. And because of that, mm. we'll get you next time. We promise that. We're going to get you free tickets to the next time somebody does something to you. We make sure we're going to move you right up to front of the line. How upset is Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone? You'll find out in one minute. First, Governor Ducey. This issue's really unacceptable. The police officers that put their life on the line every day and the victims of these crimes deserve justice. So... I think we need to see this office turn itself around and restore confidence with the voters. The victims of crime and everybody that wants to live in a safe community deserves that. What about Alistair Adele? She should step down. What are your thoughts about her? I think leaders should take accountability for their actions and not blame people on their team. Yeah. Okay, she has blamed people on her team. At this point in time, the actual Adele would be better <laughs> than the singer. What we have going on here. Rick Romley joined Broomhead today. He's the former Maricopa County attorney. I think that Alistair should, you know, resign and put her personal life, you know, and try to get that under control a little bit right now. I think that would be a good idea. I think everybody agrees that would be a good idea. So you have 180 cases that... Uh, those people who did something wrong will not pay for it. Uh, they get a pass. They get to get a get out of jail free card. It's un, it's inexcusable. You cannot they didn't do screw that. The system, the system screwed the victims right. and gave them the free get out of jail. We asked Maricopa County uh, Sheriff Paul Penzone earlier today. How how much does this upset you? you? Your officers are going out there. They're trying to enforce the law. They see the bad guy. They pick up the bad guy. You got to send it to the case to Alistair Adele and company, and they don't get it done. Here's what Penzone uh, said to us on KTAR. You know, I'll go back a little bit in time. I spent a lot of years in silent witness. Yeah. Sat across the table from family members who lost loved ones or those who were victimized. And although they may have been more serious cases, ultimately there's this this public trust. There's an expectation that we're going to do everything with our powers, understanding that we're human and we make mistakes 
to bring people to justice. And, and I just I'm concerned that when we fall short of that, whatever entity it may be, that we have deteriorated what is already a challenging relationship that we have. So for those victims who were impacted, they were extremely concerned um, for cases where maybe there was no victim. Let's just say it was a drunk driver. The possibility that they weren't prosecuted, they get back on the roadway, they drive drunk again and, and harm someone. You know, the consequences are considerable. So we need to be really conscientious in our efforts to address this problem and make sure that we don't see it reoccur. All that being said, you work with men and women who go out there on a daily basis and risk their neck. And how frustrated would it be if you feel like you don't have the backing of the powers that be to prosecute things? We're seeing it across the country. You got woke DAs that won't prosecute. Uh, now this isn't a woke DA, but this is definitely an issue here. We're 180 cases got by. For the men and women doing the job as you're describing, it's disheartening because they go out there and they're taking steps and we put pressure on them to be very progressive and proactive in their efforts to fight crime, to keep the community safe, to hold people accountable. And then you have a circumstance like this where it doesn't come to fruition. So all their work was for naught. And when they interacted with a victim, that relationship is deteriorated because they're still part of the process of what a victim feels justice wasn't served, they look at all of us and say, how did you fail me? So for them to put the uniform every day in the star and go out to work and do these you know, difficult things in, in the current climate, it's disheartening. And that's where for me and for, for the uh, colonel, we were very adamant about our expectation that we wanted to see letters that reflected where the failure occurred to victims so they understood and there was honesty and transparency. And we wanted to see the plan going forward to make sure that this was mitigated and, and, and eliminated. Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone is our guest, talking about how the Maricopa County Attorney's Office failed to prosecute 180 bad guys, and they basically got gals, a free pass. Guys and gals. Sheriff, do you think Alistair Adele is incompetent, should step down? I, you know, Chad and I have talked about this. I feel for her alcohol problem. Um, it must be a brutal thing to go through. Uh, I have friends who are alcoholics, and it's a very tough thing. And, you know, you want to see someone get better. But is she fit for the job? Should she step down, in your opinion? Yeah, not my place to say. I will tell you this, though. I, I, I feel very strongly about um, holding each other accountable at this level. When you are elected, obviously, the people put us in place and they have expectations of what, um, you know, what, what they're entitled to when they bring somebody to this, this level of privilege. And, you know, that's why with this issue, um, we need to make sure that we're transparent no matter where the cause came from. And when it comes to a county attorney, you know, for me, Relationships differ. My relationship with Bill Montgomery was considerably different. You know, we we uh, met with considerable frequency. Um, you know, he was a colleague that I counted on uh, with a lot of things that I was involved in. My relationship with um, with County Attorney Adele is a little bit different. All I expect is this: that when we have needs, I'm the, I'm the number one client in the county when it comes to prosecutions of criminal cases, when it comes to civil lawsuits or civil issues, civil documents are being served, when it comes to legal opinions. That is my law firm, the county attorney's office. Right. So I just need to know that I can count on that firm. And I need to say this. There are men and women in that, um, in that office who have served the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office exceptionally. All right. Paul Penzone, Maricopa County Sheriff, joined us a little earlier today. We want to play a couple minutes of that. Uh, Alistair Adele cannot afford another screw-up. No. I mean, she's been given... Well, look, at the end of the day, unless they're going to go and take her before the bar and take away her license, let's just remember, they're outside of her saying, I'm done, or a recall, nothing's going to happen. It would have to be something, I think, where you know a murderer got through and they forgot... And she said, I'll handle it myself Gosh. or something like that, Man. where I think you'd have the pressure where she would. But outside of that, we've heard she's not going anywhere. All right. Coming up right now, it is time for Five Spot. We do it uh, every day right here at 415. Uh, we want you to call us if you have an extra room in your house. 
It's very simple. Some, you know, someone could crash there. You got a room where people can come and crash, right? There's a reason we're asking you that that question, and we'll reveal it soon. But we need five of you who have an extra room in your house that people could crash at. Uh, we need five of you to call five spot where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. 277-KTAR, 277-5827 if you have an extra room. And then we're going to pop this question on you in five spot coming up next. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, everybody, it's time for Five Spot, where we need five of you to call 277-KTAR. And we're about to put you on the spot about a news story everyone's talking about. We're asking you to call us if you have an extra room in your house with a bed in it. I know, weird, weird question. It'll all explain itself in just moments. All right, you got an extra room in your house with a bed in it. reason we're asking you to call us, would you house a Ukrainian refugee if the government were to offer you 550? Sorry, 450. 550? Well, well, you $450. $450. Because a lot of the Ukrainian refugees are going into Poland. And they can't no longer they can't. Krakow and Warsaw are packed. And we talked to Inez uh, de la Quateri yesterday, ABC. and she said that they were expecting originally two to four million. Now they're thinking eight to ten. Yeah. What if the government came to you and said, oh, you have an extra bedroom? Uh, would you be interested in helping a Ukrainian family? We'll pay you four fifty. I got month. three extra bedrooms. There you go. You guys can have them. I don't need any money. Oh, you're just going to give them away? Yeah. Look how nice you are. I got no problem. You're such a nice man. You I know would, what? For all the there, horribleness in me, if, I, I, if I'll there do wasn't that. a console in the middle of us, I'd give you a big hug. There you go. All right. I got three. Caller number one, five spot. What do we got, Chad? All right, let's go with Levi and Phoenix. Levi, are you going to be like me, or are you going to be mean? I think I'll be like you. I, I definitely open it up to those in need. Okay, so it would be a Ukrainian refugee family. You could house what? Could you house them? You got one room? You got two rooms? What do you got? I got three. You got three rooms. So you would do this? Yeah. They were vetted by the government. They came to Arizona, and you would go and say four fifty a month? That sounds good to me. Yep. All right, we like one yes. One Call yes. number two right on, on five that. spot. Uh, Nick in uh, Phoenix. All right, Nick. You gonna? Uh, you have an extra room. Would you put up some refugees? Uh, question: Why is it only apply to Ukrainians? Why can't it apply to Guatemalans, to Mexicans? Well, you can go and do other? that. Let me ask you this. It's a great. Well, it's a good I'm point. Because yeah. probably you won't get Why paid. You won't get paid. For well, it. I think part of the reason is is because uh, they are fleeing because they're being invaded, and we kind of promised them we'd take care of them, and this is kind of our helping. It's different if somebody's trying to come here illegally compared mm. to being vetted and sent here. And you can open up. Oh, by the way, Nick, is. you can open up your 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 bedroom to anybody. To anybody. No, it's just actually the government is only applying the money to those, but not everybody else. Well, yeah. why should they? If you're here illegally. Oh, why? Why shouldn't they? How do you know they? Would? Well, they they can come by. Um, I mean, they, well, yeah, they, they, they flee in atrocities too in the places. Guatemalans, there's the gang members, there's the government oppressions. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good. We're, you know, I, I I agree, but 
This is this is there's a war going on. Yeah. And so, by the way, this is never going to happen because we're still waiting for those Afghans we promised to get out to get over here as well. Either mm. uh, that didn't go where. So so let me just say this: you can say no. By the way, yeah. Just because you're on the radio doesn't mean you're a jerk if you say no. No. Because listen, do you want perfect strangers going coming into your house? I mean, a lot of people are going to say no. Yeah. I get it. But five spot, 450 bucks. You get a Ukrainian refugee, maybe a family. Caller number three. Janet in Awatuki. Janet, you got an extra bedroom. Are you cool with this? Would you do it? Absolutely. Why? It's the right thing to do. I have space. I remember during um, Hurricane, after Hurricane Katrina, the numbers of folks from um, Louisiana who came to Arizona needing um, needing refuge. Uh, absolutely, I would do it. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think if you were, you, you know, your call. you're watching what's happening go down on yeah. television. Yeah. You're seeing atrocities happen every second. And you're like, there is a there's a little child, what, the 11-year-old kid that we talked about. 650 miles he walked. Walked all by himself. I'm to be honest. I would expect that somebody would have gone, hey, kid, do you need a ride somewhere? But or, apparently or how about that put, did not put an happen. arm around the kid? Yeah. So he's walking into Poland crying all by himself. That's somebody you could put up. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, all right uh, Jennifer, Maricopa County. Extra room, Jennifer. Uh, would you put up a Ukrainian family? Yes, I would. Uh-huh. I have three bedrooms and a den. You, you would go. do it. And is it because... I would... Go ahead. I would do it because I'm helping somebody out, and in the end, they're helping me out. I need to pay my gas somehow. All right. Well, there you go. I, live, I work in West Phoenix. So it's a win-win <laughs> so, for you. Yeah. She's on it. She goes, like, I'm it's, looking at this. That's it's good. Back. It's almost 1500 bucks. 450 for, Yeah. Well, you're going to get, well, do you, hey, well, I got three rooms. I'll take one, two, three, four. That's Throw me some money. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't know if it's per fam. Per, is it per person? I, I don't know. No, I think per family. All right. Right? And finally, uh, Gene in Maricopa. All right. What do you say, Gene? Uh, yes, I absolutely would help out. Okay. You would give uh, a room to a family? Yes, for sure. Yeah, see? All right. I think that's... We had, uh, we had five. We five. basically had five yeses. And you know what's funny is what's going on in Poland is the majority of people, the refugees, aren't staying in shelters. They're staying in people's homes. Yeah, they are. But here's the thing. If you were to accept a refugee family in your house, how long are you going to have them stay there? See, that's another thing. You could say, oh, I want to help. Okay, great. But you got to ask the tough questions, Well, too. I think the question would be to the government. At what point do we say they're no longer going to be refugees because right. they're, you know, uh, their country doesn't exist anymore? So what do we do with them at that point in time? Right. All right. Five spot, everybody, where you call in. We put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. We asked you to call if you had an extra room in your house with a bed in it. Would you house a Ukrainian refugee, a family? If uh, the government, well, they like throwing money out all over the place, don't they, Chad? Well, they do. Uh, if the government offered you 450 per month. 450 Coming up next, uh, oil is down uh, 30%, but gas prices keep rising. Why? Plus, Chad, I, I have found a way and discovered a way to be... Okay with the bad gasoline prices. I think I've, I think siphoning. I've, I've, no, no. And I'm not drilling holes in anybody's tank. No, because that would include tools. (laughs) No, it would. I'll tell you about it next. Serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. By the way, we have a podcast. You'll hear that mess up in the podcast as well. It's the Gators Chat Show podcast. You can get it on your iTunes and your Android and all that other good stuff. 
and uh, it's just it's it's a barrel of laughs. The other one, it really, we, there's a laugh track in it. No, there's not. money. Brought to you this week by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get the most money selling your own for cash. Go to highestprice.com. Highestprice.com. I have uh, found a way to make myself feel better about gasoline prices. Really? Yeah. So remember what the first time gas kind of went up, and I said, "I'm going to drive 55 for a week." And we're like, "You can't drive." Remember that? That was never going to happen. It lasted like a day. I did it for a few days, and it was awful. Oh, gosh, I hated it. So now, you know, uh, it was like, uh, I don't know, the last time I filled up, it was $5.19. You know? Oh, my gosh. Like five bucks, right? Uh, Because I, unfortunately, have to get the, the premium. Anyway, I have found a way to make myself feel better about high gasoline prices. I have decided... Uh, when I hit uh, uh, half empty, that's really empty. And then I fill it back up, and I feel like I pay less. So I don't let my tank get under half full. Okay. okay? I thought, and, me too. No. Yes, I thought the same exact thing. This is a phenomenon, I think, that's going on I that I so. started. I know. I think I started Oh, you didn't it. start I'm it? Sure I, I started it? I had the idea first. Start, okay. I, mm. So as soon as, like, like, here's what I would always do, right? When, when I would let it go all the way down, okay. and then I'd go on fumes, because I like to see how far I can go. That's kind of a game that I play. Uh, I don't let it go down to empty anymore, because then I'm going to have to fill it all back up, and I'm going to, it takes, you know, I'm looking at the numbers going up, and, you know, it's like, here's $50, it's still going, there's 60 oh, it's still going, look at it. You know, you it's unbelievable, right? So you go you 70, 80 bucks, right? So I don't do that anymore. Okay. I I start to I only fill it up. I fill it up when it hits halfway. Halfway is my empty here, now. Here was my thought. Yeah. If you fill it up at halfway and you only have to pay for half a tank of gas. Half a tank. And the gas will never be cheaper than it is at that moment. That is true too. It makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Thanks to you guys, I'm not allowed to use the fries points anymore because you scolded me on the air. I took them from my wife. You guys said I, I took her joy away. All right, fine. Fine. I had to go. I had to find a, a different a different way to do it. I, I think this is a genius way. I'm not filling my gas tank up all the way, and I feel like I, I feel I feel more joy now. Okay. Well, I, you I, I don't really. I just fill it up when there's need to don't you think it's a great idea no i don't you don't think it's. let let me ask you this let's say you put it in there i mean again it could go down and like tomorrow could go up to 540 you're like well thank god i filled up then it could go down to four dollars you're like oh my god yeah but you only got half a tank right you only got a half well there you go you know what why do they even put anything more than a half a tank in there well they just have a half tank you're so Weird. Why would you? Not weird. Because you always have to run out of gas if you have the full tank. I call this the Gatos gas method. Yeah. Okay. Shaq like beat you to that. Totally. Oh, with he it. did. Shaq was like, and then what happens is you go and you put gas in a car, and then the gas is half tank, and then you don't feel bad about it. And you're like, what? What does that even mean? If gas prices, Kenny, Kenny Smith's like, what are you talking about? If gas prices go higher, right? Yes. I'm going to start filling up at three quarters of a tank. And better and then yet, I'll pay less money. And if they go higher than that, yeah. what you're going to do is you're just going to drive from gas station to gas station here. No, I'm not going to drive from gas station <laughs> to gas station. Just filling up. But you, you know, maybe you fill up a little bit more often, but you're spending less money, right? Yeah. Yeah, See? I guess. I don't really think so. What do you mean you don't think you're so? You're spending less money in your mind. That's all that matters. You're not spending less money. I need money. to feel good about you know the what? disaster. It's, it's funny. The $5 thing, round numbers. I heard somebody talk about this today. My buddies, uh, uh, another talk show, those guys were talking about it. It's the round numbers, right? 
You see four, but when you get to five, you're like, that's a whole new level of something. Mm-hmm. Even if it was four ninety nine yeah. nine the yeah. day before. Well, I mean, we saw four years ago, and now we see it again. But I've never seen five, and I had to fill up at five nineteen. And I'm like, I'm never filling up a whole gas tank at starting it empty. Although I'm never doing that again at five nineteen. Adjusted for inflation, we're pretty much. Up until this thing took off over the last two weeks, we were close to being there, but now it's above where We were where not is. close to being at $5.19. Adjusted for inflation. Well, In the 70s, we paid a lot more for gas than we're paying now, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, I don't... And you know what? I ha- thought about that today when I wheeled through the drive through and paid $3 for my glass of... 32-ounce glass of iced tea. Yeah, but $3. we didn't do that in the 70s. No, but it's like, I got 32 ounces of iced tea at 3 bucks, or I get a whole gallon of gas. <laughs> right. Or, or at least a portion of a gallon. All right. Everybody try it. Just, the new empty is halfway. That's the new empty? The new oh, empty yeah. in your gas tank is half full. Totally with you. And then as soon as you hit half, just think, I need to go get gas. You'll put in less money and you'll feel better. Coming up next. Coming up. I, I got to tell you, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, coming up next, uh, the Russian army is a mess. They're not good. Uh, this is the 20th day of the invasion. Could Ukraine actually pull off the impossible? We'll talk about it. It's Gatos and a Chad show right here on KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad show, afternoons. That is us, kids and kittens. By the way, I just want to remind everybody, uh, two minutes, too long. When it comes to leaving children around a pool, uh, and KTR and Fulton Homes are, uh, definitely want to remind you of that. So, look, for life-saving water safety tips and to enter a chance to win swim lessons at the YMCA, all you need to do is text SWIM to 620-620. Uh, don't, don't let that happen. Two-year-old lost uh, the life earlier uh, this week. Got to be careful. Goodness, such a sad story. This is the 20th day of the invasion. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you were to, you know, 20 days ago, I thought this thing was going to be over in a day or two. You know, we heard all about this Russian army and then the Russians and, well, they can cyber attack anybody. And I, I think they hit Israel today. Is that right? They're trying. They're okay. trying hard. They haven't really. They, they, the thing is, they, they pissed the world off and the world is cyber attacking them. Good. And keeping them busy. Good. Because their army is garbage. I didn't know they were this bad. I, it's it's like I got to the Suns game on Sunday, and I watched them beat the Lakers, and I looked at them and go, wow, I didn't know the Lakers were this bad. You know, the big thing with the Army is the oligarchs, when they started rebuilding their army two decades ago, they got all this money, and then they go, all right, I'm going to take all this money, I'm going to build everything I can at the cheapest. Uh, they've got a conscri- conscription army of a bunch of, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old kids who have no idea what the hell they're doing. They've been out in the middle of nowhere for the last several months and then told, hey, go on in and fight. There's no plan. There is no plan. Like, like, I mean, I, I was, I was reading something today. They're just firing like missiles into wherever. And their missiles. There's, there's nothing. They're not, they're, there's, there's no plan. Well, we got to take that out. No, they're just like, yeah. all right, let's just shoot it over that way. I don't know what's over there. The uh, uh, and this is the thing that's, that that people need to realize that the when they hit over the weekend that's that supply thing and that base over by Poland, they actually sent pilots in to do that because they don't trust their smart bombs, if you will. They don't really? trust their missiles. They don't know where they're going. So they so they said we'd rather risk pilots. And let me tell you something: planes are easy to get. Pilots are much tougher. You could start building planes fast, right. but pilots are way 
tougher to get. So they they risk pilots doing that because of the fear of what if this thing lands somewhere else? Because we don't really know how good our stuff is. And obviously, it's not very good. No, we're 20 days in, and you can say... Uh, that the that it's 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 not even the Ukrainian army or military. It's the Ukrainian people who have picked up arms and are fighting the Russians. Your country. You, oh, there's no question and it's about not it. Only your country. It's the future of your country. Your right. kids, your grandkids, all of that. It's stuff. amazing when you have something that you want to fight for. You, you know, maybe, you will. May, you will. Maybe we didn't give them enough credit at the beginning of, uh, uh, of this invasion. Well, I think we thought. I mean, a lot more of the Russian military, but we thought they were being kind of briefed on everything. We didn't know they were also being lied to and told. Yeah. That, you know, Can you imagine they, that eighteen-year-old soldier, yeah. right on the outskirts of of uh, on the border of Russia and Ukraine, and they're saying, "Hey, you got to go in and get the Nazis." Yeah, heck yeah, we're going to go in and get the Nazis. Yeah, you're going to be welcome as liberators, and then you get there and. You're like, wait, now you want me to shoot civilians? I'm not doing that. Yeah, and they're blowing stuff up, and they're they're the javelins are crushing them. What's a javelin? That's the uh, that's the basically their tank things are shooting at them. So those the, those things are awesome. The they're, Ukrainians, yeah, the Ukrainians. We're sending them a bunch. Wait, uh, the, the the javelins go and they shoot towards the tanks. The tanks, yeah. And those guys will walk right out there too. That's the other thing. You see some of these guys who are just regular people, guys in jeans and a t shirt, comes out and just you know the tanks right there and they're shooting it. But as our buddy Mike Lyon said, all the years he 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 was deployed in in in, in combat, he goes, "We never lost a tank. These things fall apart." Um, Barry McCaffrey, he's always on TV, right? Always. It's a U.S. Army general. Uh, he's retired. Listen to what he said. Astonishing situation. The Russian army's in a mess. Uh, they haven't been able to combine air and ground warfare. They haven't been able to bring to bear their uh, offensive cyber capabilities. They haven't been able to break at a tactical level the Ukrainian armed forces. Uh, they haven't been able to paralyze the civilian leadership with uh, civilian casualties. Uh, in essence, they haven't yet taken a major city. No, no. And and it's going to get worse for them in the coming days. Worse for who? Uh, for for the uh, for the Russians because they're running out of supplies. They're running out of ammo, food, uh, food, and it is going to probably get worse before it gets better. At some point, you're going to expect them to get a little desperate and do something crazy. But at least right now, the 36 hours. Uh, Kiev is under a curfew, and tomorrow Zelensky is going to speak to our Congress. He's going to address Congress. He addressed the Canadians today, and that was hilarious. By the way, they're all standing up in masks and clapping and stuff, and he's just sitting there. You know, just he looked exhausted. He must have lost that, twenty pounds. Uh, you know, the only thing Putin has is a nuke because his army is a fraud, and this and this you know run up to war. He had no plan. His army on a may not be a stage, fraud, he but what he's ridiculous. put out there at this point in time has definitely been oversold. All right, coming up, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Boy, they dropped the ball. Goodness gracious, 180 bad guys out there. Go ahead and say it. And girls. Okay, on KTAR.